0: Today's guest is a founder of the Post-Betrayal Transformation Institute. She's a holistic psychologist, a health, mindset, and personal development expert. A recent PhD study on how we experience betrayal made three groundbreaking discoveries that changes how long it takes to heal. In addition to being on Fox, CBS, and the Dr. Oz show, TEDx, and more, she's an award-winning speaker, podcaster coach and author dedicated to helping people move past their betrayals, as well as other blockages, preventing them from the health, work, relationship, confidence, and happiness that they want most. Welcome to the show, Dr. Debbie Silva How are you doing? Uh,
1: thank you so much. Looking forward to our conversation.
0: Thank you so, so much for joining me today on this episode of talk Podcast. I really appreciate your presence here today and in this episode. Um, I read that your personal experience with, you know, heartbreaking betrayal from your family and then from your husband motivated you to enroll in a PhD program in transpersonal psychology. Would you like to talk about your your life journey so far and your experience with betrayals?
1: Yeah, sure. It's actually my thirtieth year in business, Ooh. and as business would change, so as life would change, so would business. And I started in health, and then mindset, and then personal development. And then I had trauma. First, it was the betrayal of my family. And I thought I did what I needed to do to heal from that. And then a couple of years later, it happened again. And this time it was my husband. So I got him out of the house and I I looked at the two experiences and I said, what's similar to these two besides me? And and I realized boundaries were always getting crossed. I never took my own needs seriously. And I said, well, that's it. Something drastic has to change. So four kids, six dogs, a thriving business. I was 50 years old and I said, that's it. We're going back for this PhD. Mm. I didn't know how I was going to pay for it, how I was going to manage it and figure out the time, Uh, but it was in transpersonal psychology. That's the psychology of transformation and human potential. I was changing so much and I didn't quite understand what was happening. He was too on his own, wasn't ready to look at that. Mm. Um, And then it was time to do a study. So I studied betrayal. What holds us back? What helps us heal? And what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive? That study led to three groundbreaking discoveries which changed my health, my business, my family, my life.
0: Yes. Can you tell me about you know, these three groundbreaking discoveries that you made from a PhD?
1: Yeah. So the first one was, originally I was studying betrayal and post-traumatic growth. Post-traumatic growth is, if you can imagine, like an upside to trauma. How any crisis, death of a loved one, disease, natural disaster, anything, leaves you with a new awareness perspective or insight that you didn't have. Like maybe you lose someone you love and you realize life is short. You know, it's like that kind of thing. But I had been through death of a loved one and I also had been through disease And I was like, no, betrayal feels so different for me, but I didn't want to assume that that was the case for everybody else too. So I asked all my study participants and I said, if you've been through other traumas, other crises besides betrayal, does it feel different for you? Everybody said, oh my gosh, it's so different. Here's Mm -hmm. why, because it feels so intentional, we take it so personally. Mm -hmm. So the whole self has to be rebuilt, rejection, abandonment, confidence, belonging, worthiness, trust, they're all shattered and they all have to be rebuilt. So to call it post-traumatic growth didn't feel like the same thing. So if I were to give you an equation, it would be this post-traumatic growth, like rebuilding after an experience plus rebuilding the self Mm. equals a new term I coined, which is now called post-betrayal transformation. So it is the complete and total rebuild after your experience and of yourself after an experience with betrayal. That was the first discovery. So the second one was that um, there's actually a collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional so common to betrayal, it's mm. known as post betrayal syndrome. Mm. And we've had over 25,000 people take the post betrayal syndrome quiz on our site to see to what extent they're struggling. What's so interesting about that is we've all heard time heals all wounds, right? I had yes. the proof. that's not true because mm. people write things when it comes to betrayal, people write things. There's a question that says, is there anything else you'd like to share on the quiz? And people write things like my betrayal happened 35 years ago and I'm unwilling to trust again. Hmm. My betrayal happened 15 years ago. It feels like it happened yesterday. So we know when it comes to betrayal, if there is a specific protocol to heal from it, and if not... You can't count on time or a new relationship, whatever that is, to heal it because it won't. And the truth is, we can spot an unhealed betrayal a mile away. And for everybody who's watching and listening, I see it in health, in work, in relationships. You ready? I see it these ways. In -hmm. relationships, I'll see it in one of two ways. The first way is repeat betrayal. If you have repeat betrayals... Mm where you keep saying what the heck i keep going from friend to friend to friend or boss to boss to boss partner 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 it's Mm -hmm. the different face but it's the same thing is it Mm -hmm. me yes it is there's something really powerful that you need to learn Mm -hmm. not that it's your fault it's really your opportunity until and unless you do you will keep getting opportunities in the form of people to teach you that lesson Mm -hmm. like maybe you need better boundaries in place. Maybe you need to learn. You are lovable, worthy, deserving. Get through your head already, whatever it is. And once that lesson's learned, no reason to keep repeating it. So Mm -hmm. when I see a repeat betrayal, I know it's an unhealed betrayal. The other way I see it is, and I see this so often, people put the big wall up. they are like, nope, no no one's getting near me again. Been there, done that. Mm -hmm. And they think it's coming from a place of strength. It's not. It's coming Mm -hmm. from fear. So when I see one of those two in relationships, I know that person's not healed. Mm -hmm. We see it in health. People go to the most well-meaning doctors, coaches, healers, therapists to manage a stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. And at the root of it, very often, there's an unhealed betrayal. I see it at work all the time. People, uh, let's say they want to ask for that raise or promotion. They deserve it. But their confidence was shattered. In the betrayal, so they don't have the confidence to ask, and they're bitter and resentful instead. Or they want to be a team player, collaborative partner, but the person they trusted the most proved untrustworthy. How do they trust that boss, that coworker, that that joint venture partner? You see, it shows up everywhere.
0: Yes, that's true. Wow, wow. What was the third one? Was the third um, grand discovery?
1: So the third. This was the most exciting. When Mm. this showed up, I I just couldn't even believe what just happened. What we learned was while we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and so many of us do, if we're going to fully heal, fully heal, going from symptoms of post-betrayal syndrome to that place that totally healed a state of post-betrayal transformation, we're going to go through five now proven predictable stages. And what's even more exciting about that is we now know what happens physically, mentally, and emotionally at every one of those stages. Mm. And we know what we need to do to move from one stage to the next. So this was so exciting because now we realized healing is predictable. If yes. someone's willing to do what it takes, we, they will predictably move through the stages, the five stages of betrayal to breakthrough. I'm happy to share the stages if you want.
0: Yes, please. Yes, I would love to lend them.
1: Yeah, I also every couple of months I pull the stats from the quiz to see you know how people struggle ph- physically mentally emotionally I can share those too. Yes please. So with the five stages uh it's what I mean it's all broken down in trust again my my most recent book it's what we teach within the PBT institute but here's a boiled down version ready? Mm-hmm. So stage one is like a setup stage. I saw this with every single study participant, me too. So this is before it happens. And if you imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, right? Mm. What I saw with everybody was this real heavy lean on the physical and the mental, right, Mm -hmm. all here, Mm -hmm. and kind of ignoring the emotional and the spiritual all here, right? So they're thinking and doing, Not really paying attention to the feeling and being. So imagine a table with only two legs, right? Easy for the table to topple over. That's us. Stage two, the scariest of all of the stages. And this is the breakdown of the body, the mind, and the worldview. So this is D-Day, Discovery Day. This is where you learn about your betrayal, the shock, right? And so there's a breakdown of the body. You just ignited the stress response. So now you're headed for every single stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. Your mind is in a complete state of chaos and overwhelm. This makes no sense. Hmm. You can't wrap your mind around what you just discovered. Hmm. And there's a breakdown of the worldview. The worldview is your mental model, the rules that you have that govern your world this person's safe don't go there this is okay that's bad right and in a moment every rule you've ever had gone terrifying Mm -hmm. so the bottom has bottomed out on you but think about it if the bottom were to suddenly bottom out on you what would you do you grab hold of it you grab anything you could to stay safe and stay alive that's stage three Survival instincts emerge. It's the most practical of all of the stages. Can you help me? If not, get out of my way. How do I survive this experience? Where do I go? Who can I trust? How do I feed my kids? Like it's practical. Here's Mm -hmm. the trap, though. Ready? This is the stage we get stuck in. Mm -hmm. Most people get Mm -hmm. stuck right here because once you've figured out how to survive, right? You're like, okay, I got this. And because it feels so much better, then the shock and trauma of where you just came from, yeah, yeah. you think it's good. You have no idea there's a stage four or a stage five waiting. Transformation doesn't even start till stage four, hmm. but because you think this is it, yeah. you start planting roots here and four things happen. The first thing is you get your story. You wow. get to be right. Hmm. You get someone to blame you get a target for your anger. Right? Yeah, You're laughing because yeah. I have a feeling you may have, you may know that, right? Yeah. You, you get sympathy from everybody you tell your story to. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do the hard work of learning to trust again. Can I trust you? Should I trust you? I ah, Forget it. I'm not trusting anybody. So you start planting deeper roots here because you're here longer than you're supposed to be. Now your mind starts doing things like maybe you deserved it. Maybe you're not all that great. And mm-hmm. so you plant deeper roots, right? Yes. And because this is how you think now like energy attracts like energy so now you're calling situations and circumstances and relationships towards you to confirm yep this is exactly where you belong gets worse i'll get you out of here though because it feels so bad yeah but you don't know there's a stage four and stage five you're you're not happy but here's where you resign yourself you're like i better find a way to be okay with this but i'm not happy so right here is where you start using food drugs alcohol Work, TV, keeping busy, anything to numb, avoid, distract yourself from what's so painful to feel or face. But here's what happens: you do this for a day, a week, a month. Now it's a habit, hmm. right? A year, ten years, twenty years. Hmm. And Toby, I can see someone twenty years out and say that uh, that drinking you're doing, or that emotional eating you're doing, or that numbing in front of the TV you're doing. Do you think that has anything to do with your betrayal? And they would look at me like I'm crazy. And they would say, it happened 20 years ago. (laughs) But do you see, all they did was put themselves in stage three and stay there. Does that make sense?
0: It makes sense. Yes, it does. It does.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's why this is the one we get stuck in. Mm. Anyway, stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. So hmm. here's where you accept and acknowledge, I can't undo my betrayal, but I do, but I control what I do with it. So hmm. I always use that example. If you've ever moved to a house, office, condo, apartment, whatever, your stuff's not all there yet. It's not quite cozy yet, but you know, it's going to be okay. Right. Yes, yes. When you're in that mental place. You start turning down the stress response. So you're not healing just yet, but at least you're not causing the massive damage you were causing in stages two and stage three. Mm-hmm. And what's so interesting about stage four also is if you were to move, you don't take everything with you. You don't take the things you've outgrown that don't represent you know who you want to be when you're in that new space. That's and what true. I found once, if your friends weren't there for you, you've outgrown them right here. You don't take them with you.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: So now you're making this your new home mentally, right? You're making it okay. You move into the fifth most beautiful stage. And this is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. The body starts to heal. Self-love, self-care, eating well, exercise. You didn't have the bandwidth for Mm -hmm. that earlier. Now you Mm -hmm. were surviving. Now you do. Your mind, you're making new rules, new boundaries based on what you see so clearly now. And you have a new worldview, Based on the road you just traveled and all you experienced, and the four legs of the table. In the beginning, it was just the physical and the mental. By this point, we're solidly grounded because we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages.
0: Wow, that's a lot of stages to go through.
1: (laughs) And you outgrow one as you move into the other.
0: Oh, yes, yes. But sometimes, no, earlier you were talking about you know um, some of these betrayals repeat themselves just for us to learn a lesson out of it. What, is, it, is it that, um, you know, some, is, can it happen that, you know, that we've gotten a lesson, but the betrayal still repeats itself? Like, is that possible also?
1: It repeats itself uh, for a few reasons, because mm. you haven't learned the lesson because you're, you know, and see what happens. There's a big link between betrayal and self-betrayal, mm. because let's say, you know, you've been betrayed. Yes. And you don't really do anything about it. You know, it's not in your best interest. You know, this person isn't treating you, uh, with respect, with, you know, integrity, with love, with any of these things. Mm -hmm. And when you stick around for that, that's self-betrayal. So Uh we see that all the time. What I see too is, you know, people are so afraid of that death and destruction of the old. That's what happens with betrayal though. There is a shattering of, you know, of every, of all of it, but But because there's a shattering and Mm -hmm. death and destruction of the old, you get to rebirth something new, Mm -hmm. whether you, you know, rebuilding yourself is always a choice, whether you rebuild just yourself and you move on. That's what I did with my family. Wasn't an option to rebuild with them. Mm -hmm. Or if the situation lends itself, if you're willing, if you want to, you can rebuild something entirely new with the person who hurt you that's what i did with my husband so it was two totally brand new people we Mm. married each other again new rings new vows new dress and our four kids is our bridal party never in a million years would i ever have done that if for sure if he wasn't totally different and if i wasn't totally different but what so many people do is they're so afraid Mm. of the end Right. So they try to just patch it up, patch it up, patch it up. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. That's where the repeat betrayals happen.
0: Well, how how do we learn to, you know, trust again? Like you made mention of, you know, you getting married to your husband again with new ring, new vows, new dress and your four kids as as your bridal party. How How did you learn to, you know, open up to trust your husband again? The same person.
1: And, and, you know, and I have, I teach a four-step trust rebuilding process. It's in the book trust again. It's what Mm -hmm. we teach within the PBT Institute, but I'll share that here too. Ready? Yes. Yes. What happens with so many people is trust is shattered. Mm -hmm. And then we're we're so uncomfortable. We, we don't like the feeling. So we're like, okay, forget it. I'll just trust you again. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. You know, I I look at trust like a brick wall Mm -hmm. where Every, the only way I know of a brick wall being built is brick by brick by brick, right? Yes. Now imagine the person who built the brick wall in one moment shatters the whole thing, Uh-oh. right? So now the person whose trust was shattered, you can look at the brick walls, the rubble of brick, and say, I don't have the least bit of interest watching that thing get rebuilt. And that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. However, the person whose trust was shattered, if they're willing to watch the brick wall be rebuilt, mm-hmm. the person who shattered it has to be a really good bricklayer, mm. and they have to do the same thing all over again. And that's why it takes time. Yes. Every opportunity they have to show that they're trustworthy, one brick in the wall, mm. another opportunity to show they're trustworthy one brick in the wall. But you know what I see people do because it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. Imagine the brick wall is shattered and the person whose trust was shattered is like, forget it. I'll build the brick wall. Mm. No. Uh mm. Uh-uh. That person has to build it. You see?
0: Yes, yes, I do.
1: That makes all the difference. When the person whose trust was shattered because they're uncomfortable goes ahead and builds that brick wall, the other person's like, I don't have to do anything.
0: Mm. Yes, yes. And
1: neither of them learn.
0: Yes, yes. That means if, for example, if my trust were shattered, for example, and I decide to, you know, build the brick wall myself, I might, you know, build the wall around myself and ignore him or ignore her out of my life, like build the wall around myself, blocking him, he or she out of my life totally.
1: Well, you could do that too, but that's not fair to you. Mm. You know, it's like if you get burned on the stove and you say, I'm never cooking again. That's not <laughs> fair to you. You no. know what I mean? Yes. So then it's like living half a life. So what you want to do is you need to slowly, carefully, and cautiously learn how to trust again. So I, I teach this four-step process. Ready? Yes. Because what happens with betrayal is you certainly don't trust your betrayer. You don't trust yourself either because you're like, I'm a bright person. How did I not know? How did I not see? And I don't trust that person. I don't trust that person. So all trust is shattered. Hmm. So because all trust is shattered, there are four uh, four uh, levels that needs to be rebuilt. The first is from the ground up. So we start at the very foundation and you pick the most obvious thing you can count on that you can trust in again. Mm. And for some people, it's like, will the sun rise? I yeah. don't know. I don't even trust that anymore. So you go out every morning, and you're like, huh, what do you know? There it is. Can I trust it? No. And you check again and again and again. Whatever it is for you, you know, and and when you believe in that most basic thing, that's a foundation that you can stand on. Right. So that's yeah. that's level one. Once that's in place, because I'm talking, mm-hmm. you know, trust is completely shattered. you got to build that's the very foundation. Mm-hmm. Once that's built, now you have to work on building um trust in your in your intuition, in your wise inner guide, you know, mm-hmm. and the way to do that is. You want to, to uh, picture mm. and feel, what does trust feel like for you? Mm. And it's different for everybody, so I couldn't tell you. Mm. So so what does trust feel like? So maybe you, you picture like your dog wag, wagging his or her tail, yeah. or you picture two babies laughing, whatever it is, right? The, the, you can picture that, and that to you, you could trust that, right? How does that feel? feel open expansive where do you feel it that's what trust feels like for you then you go ahead and you picture d-day discovery day or when someone was lying right to your face how did you feel where did you feel it that represents what a lack of trust feels like Mm -hmm. and then what you do is you go about your day and you check in does it feel closer to the two babies laughing or does it feel (laughs) closer to the you see yes what you're doing is you're learning to strengthen your intuition, trust mm-hmm. your gut. Mm-hmm. So you feel you have a little sense of safety and security building. So now you have that foundation, right, that you're standing on. You trust your, your gut. Now you have to learn to trust in yourself again, mm-hmm. right, because you, you lost trust in yourself. Yes. So to do that, you give yourself a little tasks, mm-hmm. and then you do them. I'm mm-hmm. going to make that phone call, and then you do. I'm going to mm-hmm. go to the gym. And then you do, I'm going to drink that glass of water. And then you do, I will not call my ex. And then you don't, whatever it is. Right. Yes. And what you're doing is you're showing yourself you're trustworthy. Mm. If you say something, it's law. You mean mm. it. Yeah. So now imagine you have that foundation. Mm-hmm. You trust your gut. You trust yourself. You see how you, you feel stronger and you have the sense of safety and security mm. from there. Now you cautiously and carefully start trusting in other people again. But yeah. what we do is we don't do those first three and we go <laughs> right to trusting others. You see why it falls?
0: Yes, yes. Why it fails, yeah. Mm-hmm. So one has, to go, one has to go through each stages and, you know, heal from the um, betrayal, yes.
1: Yeah. Because yes. We, we that's the thing, we don't and we're so unhappy mm-hmm. and we and, and we miss that person or we just want it better again. And so we go right back to it, right back to where we were. And it never, ever works. You know, there were three groups in my study who didn't heal. The first group was the group where they were refusing to accept their betrayal. Mm. They had their story and that's all. That's it. That's what they were hanging on to. The second group was the group that was numbing, avoiding, distracting. So maybe they ran to the doctor who put them on mood stabilizers or anti-anxiety medications, or they started drinking, Mm. or they started emotionally eating. They didn't heal. May have made the day a bit easier to get through, not without a price. Mm-hmm. And the third group, this was the group where the betrayer had very little consequences. Yeah. So whether it was because of fear of of not wanting to break up a family, mm-hmm. fear, financial fear, mm-hmm. fear of the unknown, mm-hmm. religious reasons—that was a big one too—they mm-hmm. just tried to overlook it, put it you know behind them. I saw two things with that group: mm-hmm. a further deterioration of the relationship. And number two, this group was the most physically sick. Your broken heart can't handle that.
0: Wow. That's really sad. That's sad.
1: Yeah. And that's Whoa. what people do. Yes. That's what people do. So the relationship just gets worse. There mm-hmm. are really no consequences. So the betrayers, like, all right, what's the big deal? Yeah. Why not do it again? Mm-hmm. You see? Yes, see. And, and because there, there's such a fear of that's it. It's mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm you know, neither one really learns. Mm-hmm. You see, like after my betrayal, that was it. That was the deal breaker. Yes. I was like, I wasn't counting on being a single mom and doing this on my own, but that was the, that was the deal. And you broke the deal, so deals off. <laughs> and, and it was only because now I was like, all right, my only job is to heal. Mm. And on his own, that's what he decided to do too. Yes. So then you come back together as two very different people. Mm. But if, if you don't have that breakdown, you can't have that breakthrough.
0: You have to- wonderful resources that are very helpful to people like and for example people that are going through betrayal right now you have the the, your institute the post-betrayal transformation institute and you have two books you have the unshakable woman and your newest book trust again so can you think about these resources and how our listeners you know could make use of them to you know overcome or to you know go through all the stages of betrayal or post-betrayal transformation to become a new person or to you know come out as a better person
1: Oh, they are the, the strongest, wisest, healthiest, most confident people I've ever known. Because think about it, when you rebuild from something like this, mm-hmm. from um, the person who gave you the sense of safety and security, and that's the one who shatters it, when mm-hmm. you rebuild from something like that, you're you you you're just, I mean, it, it's it's just this version of you that never would have had the chance to show up if that didn't happen. Yes. So anyway, the PBT Institute, what that is is uh i took what the research proved we needed and and actually when the five stages were discovered i was like i gotta get this out to people i mean this is like they could they can literally move through their experience in a proven research-based way so i did and i created our signature program and it blew up and i was like then people wanted to work with me and i was like i'm only one person so i created (laughs) the certification program so doctors coaches healers therapists can move people through the five stages and then i saw What wasn't working the wrong type of support does way more harm than good. So I was like, I'm not including any of that. And then I said, well, what would happen if we put everything that works all under one roof, that's the PBT Institute. So we have uh, and it's, it's global. So we have people from all over the world. So we have certified coaches and practitioners who teach daily classes. So they're all certified in the five stages, but they're coming in with 10, 20, 30 plus years in uh, cognitive behavioral therapy in uh, we have a coach who specializes in working with the alpha male um, because he's a guy and he just was you know like a regular tough guy and so he works with a lot of our men we have people who uh, specialize in coaches who specialize in addiction in chronic pain in narcissism in reconciliation in Mm -hmm. divorce so they're they're teaching their areas of expertise so members get to know, like, and trust them, and then they can work with them privately. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the programs, I'm in there, and we have the right type of support. So it's not like, you know, the where people, it's like, you ever see those support groups where it's just like, it just keeps you stuck Mm. where someone's like, Oh, this happened to me. And then they're like, Oh, you think that's bad. This is what happened to me. Oh, you think you got it. (laughs) It's not like that. You know, our community is more like what'd you do? You did that. How'd it go? Wow. Let me try that. It's up to lift and it's bar. And we have clubs too. So we have clubs based on all different, um, types of specialties like we have a men's club so the men can go somewhere just so they're not you know bombarded by the women it's like yeah. an online you know men's uh thing there and and so it's really designed to give you every single thing research-based that you need to heal and, and i made it a no-brainer i mean we have our lowest level of membership it's 97 a month that's three dollars a day i mean you could really go to like 15 20 live classes a week hmm. Or less than one appointment with a therapist. And if that therapist doesn't know what they're doing, it does way more harm than good. So mm. I, I purposely made it that there's no reason to stay stuck. Staying stuck now is a choice. You mm. don't have
0: to. You don't have to stay stuck. And how can, how can people assess this, you know, um, institute? How can they enroll to it?
1: The, well, you know what? The, the first thing is I really recommend everybody take the post betrayal syndrome quiz to see to what extent they're struggling they can just find that at the pbt as in post betrayal transformation the pbt forward slash
0: quiz yes i'm going to place the information in the show notes for this episode so i encourage everyone to click on the link or copy the link and take the quiz yes so, thank you yes.
1: so much
0: yes so your your book trust again i would love to hear about it you've talked about it already you know about the five stages and you know about the post betrayal and how you could learn to trust again after going through you know heartbreaking betrayal but can you you know tell the listeners out there you know what they could you know get from it again or gain from it again if they read it
1: yeah. You know, I I wrote the book because at a time where we need support the most, we're the least likely to seek it because there's so much shame. Mm. There's so much embarrassment. So I thought, OK, at the very least, let me just give them a book so they can move through the stages, you know, quietly at their own pace. And we have the audible, the audio version I read. I read the book. So this way, you know, it's me mm. uh, and the Kindle version. and. It's the five stages are all mapped out with experiential exercises, moving mm-hmm. you from one stage to the next. We yeah. have the four-step trust rebuilding process. My story's in there. My study participants' stories are in there. And um, it's 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 just a way to just move you forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, it, you know, we have it on Amazon and everything, but get it from this link instead because then I could give you all kinds of bonuses too. Mm-hmm. And you can just find that at thepbtinstitute.com forward slash trust again.
0: Okay, that will also be found in the show notes for this episode. So you can just click on it and get all the bonuses and gifts from Dr. Debbie Silva. Yeah, that would be awesome, yes. So, you know, um, we've been talking about, you know, betrayal all, all along. And you've talked about, you know, the five stages of, you know, of of being transformed from your betrayal. You know, but there are some cases in which you've made mention of this also, that, you know, you are distracting it or you are numbing it, you are numbing your, your, your betrayal. Are there like some physical symptoms that we could notice, like when you have when you have gone through betrayal? Are there like some physical symptoms or maybe some mental symptoms that could be noticeable in our friends, in ourselves, that we could say, "Ah, you've gone through you've gone through betrayal," or "I've gone through betrayal," that's why I'm noticing these, you know, physical symptoms or emotional symptoms.
1: Yeah, and th- those are symptoms of post-betrayal syndrome. So, like I said, every few months I pull the stats from the quiz mm-hmm. just to see. Um, the quiz, For people who've taken the quiz, we have every age represented, and we have almost every country. Mm. So this is out of figure 25,000 people. Ready? Yes. 78% constantly revisit their experience. 81% feel a loss of personal power. 80% are hypervigilant. 94% deal with painful triggers. And if you've had them, those triggers can take you down. Mm. Um, these are the most common physical symptoms. 71% have low energy. 68 percent have sleep issues 63 percent extreme fatigue so you could sleep all night you wake up you're exhausted Mm. those are your adrenals your adrenals just crushed Mm. 47 percent have weight changes so in the beginning maybe you can't hold food down later on you're using food for comfort right Mm. so then there's weight gain 45 percent have digestive issues that's any any kind of gut issue uh crohn's ibs diverticulitis constipation, diarrhea, anything, you name it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most common mental symptoms, mm-hmm. 78% are overwhelmed, 70% walking around in a state of disbelief, 68% are unable to focus, 64% are in shock, 62% are unable to concentrate. So imagine you can't concentrate, you have a gut issue, you're exhausted, and you're supposed to work. You're supposed to raise your kids, and supposed, right? That's not That's even the emotional the, symptoms. Yes. Emotionally, extreme sadness, 83% anger. If you go back and forth between anger and sadness, that's exhausting, right? Spending your time between those two states. Mm -hmm. 82% feel hurt, 80% have anxiety, 79% are stressed. So here's why I wrote the book, Trust Again, ready? 84%, 84% have an inability to trust. 67% prevent themselves from forming deep relationships because they're afraid of being hurt again. 82% find it hard to move forward. 90% want to move forward, but they don't know how.
0: Yes. Well, that's, that's actually a very big, you know, challenge. How do I move forward? Even you you just feel stuck and you are willing, you are, you know, you are motivated to move forward. But you just don't know how to move forward.
1: That's it. Well, that's what the, that's what the Institute is for because, and that's what the book is for because yeah, I mean this way, If you don't know how to move forward, you stay in stage three. And Mm. that's why most people do that. But when you know how to move forward, when you learn about the five stages, right, then you say, Mm. oh, my gosh, so I'm in stage three and I have to do this and that to move to stage four. Okay, I'm ready to do that. Oh, Mm. I have to do this and that to move from stage four to stage five. Okay, I can do that. So it's predictable.
0: Yes, that's true. Wow. So I would encourage everyone to pick the book, Trust Again, or just enroll um, for the course in the institute and, you know, learn how to move forward, learn how to trust again, and learn how to become a better better person, transform yourself from all of these post-betrayal um, syndromes and symptoms that you have. Wow, that's awesome. So for, for someone out there who is like a, a little bit confused, or for myself, actually, like, I would love to know what's the difference between a post-betrayal transformation and a post-traumatic growth or transformation? What was that?
1: So, so, and, and this is, you remember in the beginning when I was saying post-traumatic growth is like, like the upside of a trauma, like, mm. uh, you know, death of a loved one, disease, natural disaster, financial crisis, whatever it is, but you come out of that and, you, and you're, you're different and you realize life is short or appreciate the little things or you get something good out of something bad, right? Mm. That's yes. post-traumatic growth but betrayal i was like it's different because yes you you come out of your experience but you also have to completely and totally rebuild yourself Mm. right because like if you lose someone you love you don't take it personally you miss them you're sad you grieve you mourn the loss but you don't Mm. take it personally right Mm. you don't you don't lose trust in that person Mm. you know with betrayal you don't trust yourself. You don't trust the You don't trust anything. You, you feel rejected. You feel abandoned. Your confidence is shattered. That doesn't happen with other crises, you know? And it's not saying which is better or which is worse. They all stink. But what I'm saying is with other life crises, it's not an attack and a shattering of the self mm-hmm. where betrayal is. So it needed its own term. So yeah. it's post-traumatic growth. If I were to give you an equation, it would be that post-traumatic growth plus rebuilding the self, mm. everything that
0: was shattered, mm. equals post-betrayal transformation. Ah, okay, okay. No, I ask the question because you know sometimes when someone hurts us in a way or betrays betrays us in a way, we say, "Oh, that experience traumatized me." For example, so one one thinks, "Oh, maybe that is not only a post-betrayal um, transformation, but also a post-traumatic um, growth, also."
1: That's why it's both. So Ah, yeah, you have to heal from that experience, Mm. but you have to also heal everything that was shattered in yourself. Mm. Rejection, abandonment, confidence, belonging, worthiness, trust. Like think about it. If you lose all your stuff, let's say in a house fire, Mm -hmm. those things aren't really affected. Rejection, abandonment, confidence. You know what I mean? You're you're sad. You miss your stuff. You're lucky you're alive, Mm -hmm. but but yourself is intact.
0: Yes, you see? That's true. Yes. Betrayal,
1: it's shattered. <laughs> and it all has to be rebuilt.
0: Yes, yes. So how do we know, you know, how do we know if we've you know, gone through all of these five stages already and we are totally healed? Or how do we know um, if we are still stuck in stage three, for example, and we have not healed from the betrayal?
1: Yeah, well, you know, it would be if you have those symptoms of post betrayal syndrome, you could heal from all of it. So if you're if you still have those symptoms, you're stuck. When I mentioned stage three, if you're benefiting from, you know, you get that sympathy from other people and you have your story. And if somehow that's making you feel like, yeah, I have that, you know, Mm, and you and you just don't think there's anything better. If you're numbing, distracting Mm. any of those things, you're stuck. You're stuck in stage three. I, like I said, that's where they stay. Transformation—the best, strongest, most empowered version of you—doesn't even start until stage four. You've been through the worst already. You owe it to yourself to to move through stage four and stage five.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're very right. Yes. You no, know, I was asking this question because I was, you know, sometimes some people think this is my new normal. Um, we are good. I'm, I'm I'm okay with the situation. I'll just stay angry or I'll stay in this new new stage of experience that I've gotten from life or from this betrayal.
1: That's not healed. Mm-hmm. That's not healed. You know, like people say to me, no, 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 I'm really good as long as I don't see that person. That's exactly. not healed. <laughs> no, <laughs> healed. Yeah. You know, it's a different thing. You go, you really, the way it goes is you go from this extreme sadness, mm-hmm. to, like how could this happen? Then you get angry. Are mm-hmm. you kidding? You did this to me? Mm-hmm. And then you go to pity. Really? Mm-hmm. You have to behave like that? And then you go to compassion, yeah. I get. When yes. you're in compassion, you're good.
0: Mm, yes, yes. Well, for some, I still I still numbing at this, at this stage, at this point. What questions should we, should we ask ourselves in this situation? Like when I'm distracting myself or numbing my, myself from this, um, you know, post-betrayal or this betrayal situation, what questions should I ask myself?
1: Yeah. It, it's, these are four questions and I invite everybody to write these down. Hmm. That's my way of saying, write these down. Ready? So the first yes. question is, am I numbing and distracting? If so, how? Ask yourself, you know, think about it. If you do, you, do you walk into a room and you put the TV on because you are desperately trying to drown out the sound of your own thoughts. Hmm. You come home and you're drinking because you, you just, you have to escape yourself. Be honest. Hmm. Uh, the second question, what am I pretending not to see? Am I pretending not to see there's trouble in my relationship? Am I pretending not to see I hate my job? Am I pretending not to see that health issue that needs my attention? What am I pretending not to see? Be honest. Mm -hmm. Third question, what's life gonna look like in five to 10 years if I do nothing? We don't wanna take a look at that, but play it all the way out. Go out five to 10 years, ignore that relationship issue. What's it gonna look like? Ignore that job issue. Five Mm -hmm. to 10 years, what's it gonna look like? Ignoring that health issue. Five to 10 years, what's it going to look like? And the last question, what can life look like in five to 10 years if I change now? I'm not saying it's easy. Transformation begins when you tell yourself the truth. Hmm.
0: I love that. Transformation begins when you tell yourself the truth. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is this is really deep, actually, because you know sometimes we we distract ourselves with music or with uh, movies or with you know too much activities just to numb the pain, just to let go of it, just to forget about it. But well, it never goes away until you let it go.
1: It goes away when you face it, feel it, heal it. That's hmm. what we say in our community: face it, feel it, heal it. That's the only way. The yeah. only way through it is this. The only way out the other side.
0: Yes. Well, wow, but that's difficult <laughs> to face it. it.
1: And that's why people don't want to do. You know, it's interesting. We have two people who leave the community. So they come into the PPT Institute and two people, who, two types of people who leave. One leaves because they're at that place of post-portrayal transformation. They're mm-hmm. supposed to go, right? The yes. second group, those are the people who don't want to do the work. Mm. So They'd rather to... know, avoid distract. They'd rather stay with their story. And I get it, but we're not right for them then. Mm -hmm. We're for the people ready to heal, not for the people who want to complain. Yes. mm -mm, Wrong, wrong (laughs) group.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Oh, that's true. That's really deep. So, um, I'd love you to tell me about your, your other book. We didn't talk about the unshakable woman. Um, what's this book about? What inspired you to write the unshakable woman?
1: Yeah. You know, that's a short, but powerful read. And I wrote that very quickly after my betrayal. I wasn't ready to really talk about my betrayal just yet, Mm -hmm. um, but it's, uh, it's, it's something that, you know, if you're stuck, if you're, um, if you're really feeling like, wow, you know, uh, I've had this life crisis, and it's holding me down. Mm. You know, I talk about the life crisis, and I talk about the self induced life crisis. Yeah. And that's, um you know, I came up with that, because that's the day, and a lot of your listeners may have experienced this, that's the day you're like, you're just done. That's a mm. decision. That's mm. the day you throw out the cookies, you pack your bags, you make the doctor's appointment, you quit the job, quit the job like that day, you know, and everybody around you knows something's different, Mm -hmm. you know, and either one will motivate you, the life crisis where it's kind of done to you, for Mm -hmm. you, or the self-induced life crisis where you're like, that's it, right, and you're bringing it on yourself, you're done with your excuses, you're done with all your reasons, you're done, right, Mm -hmm. either way, you know, will be a great motivator for you. To get to the other side, but I'm yeah. almost done with the, my next book, and that is just for the people stuck in stage three. I'm oh, okay. coming for you, my stage three people. <laughs> oh yeah, because it's too way too many people, way too many.
0: Yeah, can you tell us a little bit about this already? Like uh, insights into the book already?
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to give uh, too much away, but it really <laughs> is for those people who are in st- in st- stuck, stuck, stuck in stage three. I am giving so many so many examples. So you see, there is no denying that's where you are. Mm-hmm. And then I dare you to go through the whole book and not do anything. I am giving you tools and re- the whole third part of it, uh, of the book is all tools and resources to move yourself forward. Yeah. So if you go through the whole book and you still stay stuck, you are just so happy mm-hmm. in that miserable place. I'm not your person, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know,
0: I don't know. <laughs> yeah, We'll be looking forward to the book because, you know, as you said, denial could be a very big enemy in our lives, like a big blockage for us to move forward in life.
1: Yeah, And I get it. And that's and that's OK. Um, but but and different types of therapists and coaches attract different types of people uh, I've seen. I mean, like I said, it's my 30th year in business. Mm. And, and I see that I want to hear someone's story so that I know what we can do with it. Yes. I don't I, I feel like. How do I accept someone's membership or tuition or payment if they only want to stay in the same place? Mm-hmm. Then it's not for me. Mm-hmm. I I'd rather you just spend it on something else. I, yeah. I can.
0: Yeah. So yeah, well, that, that's good. I'm
1: ready. Yeah, that person who's ready, yeah. whos they're scared because it is. It's terrifying. Mm-hmm. But we have every tool and resource. We have the best coaches and practitioners on the planet. I have one practitioner. He's been a therapist for 37 years. He's mm-hmm. in our community. We have 10, 20, 30 plus years our coaches and practitioners are. So the collective wisdom in there, plus that, you know, the support from the the members in our community, yeah. there's nothing like it.
0: There's nothing like it. Yes. Wow. So anyone who is ready, I would encourage the person to click on the links in the show notes of this episode and get across to Debbie or sign up for the, you know, PBT Institute and yeah enroll, take the quiz and become a better person. <laughs> yes. So you, you have an awesome podcast called from betrayal to breakthrough where you speak with experts from all walks of life. So, what are like some you know common characters or traits that we can learn from your guests in over two hundred and fifty episodes of your podcast?
1: yeah, I know i can't believe we have that many, and we actually uh, we're, we have recorded episodes through February uh, of 2022 so I actually had to stop recording because I would record. Someone, and then, you know, if their episode doesn't doesn't get released till six months later, they can have a whole new book, a whole new something. Yes, (laughs) yes. The timing was off. Anyway, (laughs) so yeah, we have the most amazing experts on there. Every Monday, I have uh, an interview with an expert, some a doctor, a therapist, a thought leader, and every Friday is a solo episode. So that's Mm -hmm. where uh, I'm just given a 10, 15 minutes, something that's going on within the community, something I've seen. I think my last one was just uh, seven seven ways an unhealed betrayal is affecting impacting your business. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's just a short, quick something I'm seeing. I'm seeing and something I want to help somebody with.
0: Yes, wow, that's awesome. So, I also place the, the link f- to your podcast in the show notes so that everyone can listen to them. I'm also listening to them on, also, you know, they are, it's only a 50 episode of them, so <laughs> it, takes, it takes a long time to finish listening to all of them. But but it, there's a lot of lessons to, to learn from them, a lot of things to benefit from them. Yes. So, do you have any word of encouragement for someone out there who is currently, you know, suffering from betrayal or who is, you know, stuck in stage three, for example, or who, is, who has just experienced betrayal in his or her life?
1: Yeah, Yeah. you know, I get it. I've been there. It's the most painful thing ever. But you owe it to yourself to heal. You owe it to yourself to heal. If you don't, it's like I look at it like a two-sided slap. You know, you get hit on one side by the experience, and then you're hitting yourself on the other. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not fair to you. No, I didn't do anything that anybody else couldn't do. Mm -hmm. I looked at it. I mean, think about it. I had a great story. Most important people in my life all betrayed me. I would have gotten sympathy from everybody I spoke, I spoke to. But at the end of the day, all you get is your story. Yes. So now I changed my story. We're helping thousands of people. So I just really feel like you, you are betrayed. Yes, no one can take that away from you. But you have now laid the groundwork for the most um, brilliant version of you who would blow your mind. Mm. That's waiting. Just waiting yes. at the other side of your healing. And you owe mm. it to yourself.
0: Wow, that means you. You are, are saying that there's a better person, there's a greater person at the other side of you know of that journey, of that road. If you can take the trip, if you can do the work, you will come out a better person, a greater person.
1: And you don't have to do it alone. I mean, that, mm. the the you know the institute has everything I wished. I had when I was healing. You don't have to do it alone. We even match you up with a buddy if you want to go through the program with someone. Mm-hmm. I mean, go through, you know, the, the community with someone. There's no place like it. It's just, think about it. It's like, you're not here just to have a bad experience and then have your story of, look what happened to me. Mm-hmm. No. You know, when you think of any thought leader of our time, mm-hmm. they've been through something hard. Yeah. They've figured out how to, you know, make it to the other side. Mm-hmm. And then they teach us how to do the same. Same yes. thing here. You've been through it already. So mm-hmm. now just move through it. Yes. Just move through it. You, you know, staying stuck in stage three, that stinks. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's easy to do, mm-hmm. but that's a that's a terrible life.
0: That's true. That's very true. So, uh, what's the best way to connect and work with you? In case there's someone who is listening to this episode and is like, I really want to get across to Debbie Zilber and really ask her this question, as in, or you know, maybe communicate with her quickly. What's the best way to do that?
1: Best way is join the community. Every week, I have uh, one of the things I do is have an open uh, Q and A. We call them coffee chats with the entire community, mm. and um, and then people ask me all kinds of questions, and I just focus on that question till that person is done. I mean, yeah. we're working on the third a higher level program, but that is, I mean, for now my members, they get to know me. They see me every single week.
0: Mm. Oh, that's great. And, I am, that's great.
1: and I, people post things on the forums and I'm like, good for you. Try this, do that. You know? So yes. that's, that's my community. So I'm, I'm all over it. If they, if they want to get to know me, you know, $97 a month or 297 for our higher level where you get a session with one of our coaches every month and everything, all these other things. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's where to find me and all this great stuff.
0: Awesome. That's great. Thank you so, so much for everything I've been able to learn from you in this episode. I really appreciate all the, the tips and, you know, walking me through the five stages and yeah, giving me uh, you know, tips on how to trust again and the purpose, the reason and the benefit of being able to do the work and go through everything and give him the assurance that you are not alone and never alone in this journey. You have, the, you have the institute, you have the forum, you have people that could help you to, you know, go through this post-material um, transformation. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Wow. You made it to the very end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye. Bye.